Hola amigos welcome to this edition of I follow podcast so in this edition we will be talking about some of the cross platform application development tools which are available in the market so i will be briefly stating about what are all the options available and i will be delving deep into one in particular which is gaining a lot of traction in recent times so with that being said let's get into the episode so when it comes to application development right let it be in android or in iphone based on ios or any windows based platform there is this surging trend where we wanted to write one code and that is reusable in all the platforms so this trend started in 2009 and 2010 so that's the time when android was having their third release so that this android 2 was gaining prominence so during that time a lot of developers were creating games and creating a lot of utility apps so they realized that if it would be really wonderful if they can use a common programming language to develop for both the different major mobile platforms so every major company started betting big in mobile because they realized that having a functional computer in your hand is where the next big thing is so naturally there were some initiatives to have cross platform development done with different frameworks so one of the leading people was a project from apache called cordova so the apache cordova project kick started in late 2010s so it slowly slowly gained prominence so the the fundamental concept of cordova is it will use google chrome's web view so and it will render every application like an html canvas elements inside that web view so what happens is when you launch an application it will open google chrome so basically the google chrome tab and toolbar will be removed or disabled and you will just see only the website which is loaded so you won't have the option to navigate further so it's almost like you won't have a native component but you will have a web view which will which will actually give the user an impression that you is actually using an application so this is how the project kick started so cordova was later on used by ionic which is another famous company who used cordova to sort of give more their own uh, utilities like their own dashboard items their own widgets so they did a good job so ionic was very popular during 2012 and 2013 so later on what happened is they they realized that when adding their own widgets they will embrace the nature of data binding and stuff so they started embracing angular so angular being the most popular ui framework that time since it's also backed by google companies like ionic they all released their future updates they went to ionic 2 or ionic 4 where they used typescript and others so all you have to do is if you are a web developer you will be able to develop for mobile as well that option was presented but later on what happened is users they begin to realize that it's these sort of application it's not performing like a native app so they were able to realize that they are not getting the excellent user experiences which an application is supposed to give so this later on allowed uh, I, i mean this later on allowed other players like react native and xamarin to enter the foray so they entered and they completely disrupted the market so what they did was they gave a wrapper so what react native or what xamarin does basically is you will write a code in react native it will compile and it will basically 
convert your code to an actual iOS or an actual Android widget. So in literal, all your code will be boiled down to an actual iOS and Android code, and later on you will directly deploy those code into your application. So this was like a big revolution during that time. So it almost gives you the feeling that you are actually developing a native application. But there is a big but here. Every great thing has a sort of certain drawback. So what ended up happening was companies like Airbnb and companies like Skype they were using this primarily throughout their application. Even Udacity, the famous online online education company, so they were also using React Native for a lot of their mobile apps. But uh, what happened was these ecosystem they realized that in order to make few tweaks. inherent to that application they are not able to do that using react native they wanted to go they are just forced to go into a route where they actually edit the native code in either xcode or in android studio so they realized then why we have to carry this overhead or why we have to bundle react native so this sort of made them to abandon the project altogether <laughs> so slowly they started directly say working okay we will go down the route we will directly work in kotlin or we will directly work in android or directly we will work in swift or objective c so there is no need for us to go through react native and go through this so so this doesn't mean that since these big companies have abandoned react uh, abandoned react native it's it doesn't mean this framework has lost traction lost traction so if you are building a small application and if you are look, looking for someone who with the knowledge of web development could build a very good solid mobile application then react native is still good because of the framework and library support which it already has but unfortunately right now the community is not innovating and delivering more value to these very vibrant frameworks so when all this was happening during late 2017 right so there is a very good blog in medium where a developer from airbnb uh, basically explains why they are moving away from react native and that's a wonderful read so when all these things was happening right it was around 2017 when google all of a sudden out of a blue moon announced in their google io developers conference that they are releasing an alpha version of their own cross platform technology called flutter so this was like a completely unexpected thing so google sometimes they will catch everyone off out of the guard so so that's a very interesting thing where they announced it so they they told that this is an alpha version and very soon it will be ready for production okay so when this came as a news we all were wondering what, what is going to be the possibility will this be again like going to be like a react native but boy who oh boy we can never be sure on so flutter is flutter does something which is completely different from what react native and xamarin is doing so i will be explaining it shortly but just to list down some flat right so from 2018 this particular framework it started gaining prominence that it easily cracked the top 50 most active repos repositories in github so this is a big feather in cap and also the chinese companies the chinese giants like alibaba tencent they all started using <laughs> flutter you know the so alibaba when they were building the shanyu app right so they completely used flutter and they also made how they used flutter so basically the chinese giant alibaba they owed a lot to google so but ultimately they ended up <laughs> uh, taking this application to 50 million customers in china 
based on Xanyu. So that's a wonderful takeaway. So this particular project is here to stay. So and also one more important metric is we have to track the momentum gained in stock overflow. So when you compare from 2017 to current 2019, right? So the most commonly searched for cross-platform framework for development is hands down flutter so flutter has gained prominence over react native xamarin and angular so even angular is directly supporting for mobile but it's much more famous than angular so a lot of developers are asking questions about flutter so if you go and if you wanted to answer some flutter questions there are plenty of things even right now so you can easily target it down by label and start answering it right so now i've almost alluded that flutter will be the go to choice if you are going to start building cross platform applications now but let's take a closer look and try to understand what exactly flutters flutter does different from all the other frameworks okay so like i pointed out flutter is an open source sdk developed by google to quickly build ios and android apps so you will be used building it in one code one programming language the programming language name is dart but don't worry dart is very super easy to pick up it's almost familiar with java kotlin and javascript as well it, it also includes the async properties and asynchronous programming aspects of javascript which makes it very developer friendly so there the learning curve will be very easy and we can easily get started okay but now let's get into the most important aspect so this particular flutter is very very inherent in its own way to solve this cross platform development platform so what it basically does is right so when it is about to create a ui component it wouldn't directly transpile dart code to an android or ios component it actually draws the ui from scratch you on a screen canvas right this is actually done by a fast c++ 2d graphics library called skya So basically what happens is this dart code will be compiled right compiled by c++ code and it basically will draw the ui widgets for ios or as well as android natively on the screen canvas so this particular library called skya it's a very famous library and it's been used for google chrome chrome os mozilla and everyone every major browser is actually using this library so this library project was started initially in 1996 itself but later it was acquired by google in 2005 so that's a whole different story but this is where we have to approach so understand the main difference so we are actually painting a new canvas here so the widgets for android and ios is not actually the native android and ios ios widget but it almost paints its own widget which actually performs inherently like the native widgets okay so of course there is the hot reloading feature so once you make a change in the editor code editor and when you save automatically the dart files will be reloaded and the skya library will paint your changes so it also has the unidirectional data flow architecture so meaning you will be uh, changing the input variables and automatically the flow will go through a single thing so you will be able to track the flow in a unidirectional way so again uh, the community sub is very vibrant here so we have a lot of third party plugins and custom drawn ui components so you can directly download some plugins and directly have build some great dashboards or build some great user applications with very good user experience right so it's very easy to write platform specific code as well 
So remember when uh, we are using Ionic, generally we will use if we will check uh, with the condition if platform is iOS equal to true or if platform is Android equal to true. So based on that, we will add some platform specific intricacies if it is there. Again, the, all these things are applicable here as well. So they, these are all the goods about Flutter. But uh, like I alluded, right, every framework. Even though if you see all roses, there are certain thorns as well. So we have to we have to identify them and we have to see if there are some good ways to avoid those pitfalls. So, so the the biggest disadvantage I would say is again the biggest advantage is actually from the uh, advantage. So what happens is like I pointed out, Flutter paints the UI on its own custom way, right? So using the Sky library, we are actually painting it in a canvas, but what happens is it it is very doing a great job in replicating android's material design library so generally right now when you develop code in kotlin basically we will be building every everything in material design but it is also doing a good job for ios but what happens is if in future ios is coming and uh, in ios 13 right now so if they are changing the ui design for a certain switch if they are changing their user experience immediately it won't be effective because it takes some time for Google to go and update the designs accordingly because there is no direct communication between them, right? So, uh, so what happens is uh, Flutter apps will end up having an older look, which which which, which uh, with the features which are not present in iOS. So, if you wanted to, because Apple is very customer uh, customer user experience centric company, so they will update their widgets in a lot of different ways. They will put a lot of thinking into a design of a lot of widgets so expect a lot of widgets to come into store so when we as a library when we are not able to consume them at the speed of the market right so we will end up not having that many excellent designs in ios so ios applications are still more still sought out to be the most highly performing application so Apple has its own standard guys. Apple developer program is very intense. It's not easy to directly put an application in Apple App Store. That, that pretty much every developer can concur. So this is one drawback. So you can't directly expect to stay in sync with native iOS components. Even though Flutter internally tries to paint the iOS widget right based on its Cupertino library. If uh, Apple is making a new change in future, right, it won't be able to, I mean, it, there, w- there will be a speed difference, but eventually the framework being as vibrant as it is now, and also it's backed by Google, you can expect to see the changes coming in pretty quick, but it won't be that fast. And again, what I personally feel is, right, so right now, debugging is not that great. So a lot of developers are coming and telling us, in feedback that is there a better way to go about with the flow so of course you can use a breakpoint but uh, rather than doing it is there an easier way for us to identify where the code is breaking and why the library is not painting in a way so is there a way to properly figure out if they there is a problem with an external library or something like that but again this is something which is prevalent in all the frameworks but uh, what we have to do is since all these new state-of-the-art technologies right let it be flutter so tomorrow facebook might come and say that we are introducing react native or something react native version 4.0 and if they are coming and telling we also are doing similar thing like flutter is what flutter is doing 
because ui framework is something which gets updated every year or every 6 months or every 3 months so it's almost going at a neck breaking pace so so it's pretty much this the, the reason i'm telling this what all these big companies should focus on is they have to try to reduce the burden on developers so they should they are trying to ensure the development experience is as smooth as possible so they are ensuring there is not that much of a technical debt to be covered so the programming language similarities are there so dart is almost similar to both java and javascript and and all other languages but what are the extra things which you can do so if you make develop debugging right if debugging is something which can be done to a granular level and also if it's even more clear in pointing out where you are actually making a error and why the widget is actually pointing it in this way that sort of gives them a much better chance to stick with the framework and try to figure out what goes on within the application itself rather than not going and putting a question in stack overflow and try to explain these are all the situations which i did and why i am doing this so so these frameworks will also try to sort of minimize the problems which developer are facing especially the beginners during their j- initial journey so debugging is not at its best so this is something which i wanted to point out as well and last but not the least since right now every new framework won't be that much of an opinionated framework so again this is an unopinionated framework so you can develop and uh, build application using any architecture so uh, right now when we take a kotlin application right we we follow mvp paradigm that is model view presenter on ios we primarily use model view controller or mvvm which is model view view model so but right now there is no fixed direction so you can pretty much format in your own way so unopinionated sometimes leads to more problems so it's almost like a trade off so django frameworks like django they are having a fixed path saying this is how you are supposed to do and this is the intended thing which will happen but when you have an unopinionated way it's very good i would say but also you should have a clear direction and way so that some 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 people if they wanted a concrete results right they should feel like this is the learning path which i'm going to take and this is how i will approach for a lot of problems so this is something which will naturally evolve so i expected to see in one year or so the ecosystem will have an opinionated way of properly developing application in a single direction so yeah that's pretty much what i had for the day so flutter it's a very promising framework and it's gaining a tremendous momentum in the near future and it will continue to grow the train is still filling up so if you are somebody who wanted to get onboarded into cross platform development then wait no further flutter is the right train to go now so get onboarded and choo choo let's let's get this journey going all right guys thank you so much for listening to this edition of alpha alpha podcast and we will see you soon peace